Thank you for being here with me today at Truth Unbound. I'm Walt Swaim, and I have a strange uh, question for you, a strange scenario to imagine. What if you were the devil? What if I were the devil? What would we do? Especially in the end times as I see my defeat coming, what kind of plan would I have against God? Well, gladly, you and I are not him, but God's not only shown us what his wonderful plans are in the future, but also what the devil is going to do. And today we're going to build on recent podcasts about prophecy, and and we're going to look at this in a little more detail and put it together tightly. But first, put your seatbelt on, because this is going to get real interesting real quick. All right, thank you once again for being here at Truth Unbound with me, Walter Swaim, and I have this request of you real quick, and that is if you would click on like, and if you would hit subscribe as well and hit all notifications, and then follow this podcast and share it with everyone you can. Uh, If you're wanting to get more of the latest and understand how God's truth relates to today's issues and to be able to defend the truth of God as well, uh, then this is the place you want to be here at Truth Unbound. And I'm looking forward to learning more and more with you as we walk on this journey. But for now, uh, just click on like, hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Are you ready? Here it goes. Okay, so I'm going to date myself here a little bit. But back in the day, Paul Harvey was the radio broadcaster supreme. He not only broke the radio broadcasting mold, but made it. For 60 years, his golden voice gave news and storytelling to 24 million listeners daily. And I'd listen to him every day I could, usually around break time. (laughs) Around lunchtime, they would have him all across the country on radio channels, and the millions would listen to him in his just 10, 15, 20-minute broadcasts. And he passed away in 2009. But in 1965, 1965, 57 years ago, remember that, as you hear what I'm about to read to you. And after I read this, hold on, because there's more that we're seeing unfold of the devil's plan, even now, and what should be done by us as believers in response to it. And if you don't believe in Christ, what should be your response now to it? So here's Paul's, Paul Harvey's famous broadcast in 1965, If I Were the Devil. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers with the wisdom of a serpent. I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and that what's good is square. In the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors on how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. 
I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to dis- discipline emotions. Just let, those, just let those run wild until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbols of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what do you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes and hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus, I could undress you in public. And I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what I'm doing. Paul Harvey, good day. And that was his broadcast in 1965. Mind-blowing, isn't it? it he could have written that today, and it would be just as re- relevant. But the reason we feel that way after listening to that is that we are seeing these things unfold in real time. Satan unleashing parts of his plan already, one step at a time. And God has already revealed that to us in revealing his own plans in just a few word pictures already in the book of Revelation. So to amplify and build on what Paul Harvey said, and in connection to scripture and observation, we're going to see the parts of the devil's strategy up close and personal. And we're going to explain each one briefly. And so here's the different steps and the different things we see him already doing and even more so. First is the one world government. In Revelation 13 and 17 and Daniel 2 and 7 and even in more of the Bible, God tells us of the future Antichrist being followed by the nations, forming a type of one world system of government, uh, governmental cooperation and unity. Interestingly enough, the summit in Dubai this past March of 2022 was blatantly called and promoted as the World Government Summit. God tells us in the scriptures of there being in that the coming tribulation period a one world leader who will take his place in charge of the world and also a false prophet who will rise up and shape a global religious unity which he will point all people to worship the Antichrist himself. And to have this one world government, it would require there to be a subtle, coordinated, and uh, uh, full control of people, a 
especially through the use of technology and science, as well as through the megacorporations and also educational systems. One major part of the devil's plan is that the United States especially, it is proving to be this way, uh, and those few nations or leaders left in the world that stand for the same freedom and sovereignty of nations as well, will be irreparably reduced to such a weakened state that it no longer stands in the way of evil in the world. The devil will do it and is doing it already by causing confusion over even some of the most basic understandings of humanity that's been around for centuries, such as what a man or woman is, or changing the definition of marriage and love and eroding the nuclear family as the foundation of society. The devil will further cheapen it all by cheapening sexuality and sex, separating it from the God that made us in his image as male and female only. The vast majority of our young people, they're not really struggling with gender dysphoria, but they are being pressured and uh, groomed to fall into the trend and fad of gender confusion. And by being groomed by adults in positions of authority and influence to try it out, mainly through even the public school educational systems. Now, this sexual confusion and grooming has been exposed, for instance, recently in Florida due to the recent leak of Disney creators and leaders who spoke of the conditioning to more acceptance of sexual deviance in their media, their entertainment, such as their movies and their shows, their TV shows and more, and in some other ways, even in their amusement parks. You know, humanity made in the image of God will be further dehumanized and cheapened by the devil, as we have seen through suicide uh, pods where individuals can purchase a ready-made coffin that releases a toxic gas inside, killing, enabling them to kill themselves at the push of a button or even the blink of an eye. And that person desiring to take their own life can do so in the most tranquil way and making it look beautiful. Abortion and euthanasia are still promoted and moving forward around the world one way or another because well, the child is not yet a self-aware person, so they're just a clump of cells we can get rid of. There's also a priority being given to use the military to advance leftist agendas and social experiments, as is evidence in articles and pictures, such as this one here of some U.S. military leaders who are transgender. And our enemies laugh at us and take advantage of the weaknesses they see here, or are at least planning to. Science or scientism, scientism is the belief that science does or will answer all the necessary questions of our world, is already established and growing as we saw and we still see millions following the draconian yet ineffective remedies we saw for COVID under heavy-handed tactics by all levels of government, allowing medical experts to have uh, governmental authority and to add to the control to, through false information rather than advise and work on cures. Uh, the religious belief in a global warming climate change agenda is also evident, um, even though the scientific data challenges the validity of these claims. Yet once again, it is more about control whether it's global warming or vaccines or whatever, it's more about control and controlling the resources we depend upon and need and that God gave us to use well and responsibly for our benefit. Yuval Harari, a key advisor to, to Klaus, the head of the World Economic Forum, says this, the integration of technology into the body of human beings is not in some movie. It is and will be the reality. 
and a tool of control of people, either directly through technology placed into the body or by coercion through targeted effective advertising by governments and companies based on the data they gather about us 24-7. Now, this uh, Israeli liberal thinker, professor, futurist, says in his recent book, Homo Deus, that, quote, having secured unprecedented levels of prosperity, health, and harmony, and given our past record and our current values, humanity's next targets are likely to be immortality, happiness, and divinity. Having reduced morality from starvation, disease, and violence, we will now aim to overcome old age and even death itself. Having saved people from abject misery, we will now aim to make them positively happy. And having raised humanity above the beastly level of survival struggles, we will now aim to upgrade humans into gods and turn Homo sapiens into Homo Deus. Another form of control of people worldwide will be through the unifying of the world's economies. In Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 17, it says, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. We are seeing this movement uh, worldwide of taking us into a one-world integrated economic system. Sound crazy and impossible? The idea of some secret society by some nutcases on the internet, maybe? Remember this as you watch this next clip. What underpins a world order is always the financial system. Mm. I, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71, and so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private, but what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? Because that's the only measure of whether our world order really serves. Now, we have touched on this in great detail before, but the guiding principle of a one-world economy is already being lined up by what is called the Great Reset, which is the vision of Klaus and other leaders of the World Economic Forum. Uh, we'll put the link in the description of this video. But the general idea is that mega corporations will partner with governments to impact society with and 
force ma the masses of people into complying with social and financial standards on a global scale by using what is called SDGs, or Social Development Goals. Local and grassroots influence from the people up is, to be, is going to be dismissed for the top-down governance of the elites in order to save the world from itself and from national and, uh, and national and local sovereignty of nations. That will all become a myth, and definitely. But now remember, this is real. You're seeing and hearing leaders and influence, influencers of and from around the world in one place, for instance, at this global summit, saying this is the way it's going to be, and very soon. They're not hiding it. It's not some nutcase theory out there. This is what they're truly doing, and government leaders are flocking to it worldwide, especially of the key and most powerful nations. Now, another tool by the future world leader that we already see being put in place, uh, the, the future Antichrist will need to control the content of the information that goes into the ears and is seen by the eyes of the people of the world. Now, interestingly enough, it was finally admitted and revealed by the uh, now Biden administration's head of Homeland Security, or head of the Department of Homeland Security. Look here, this is what he told us we now have. The U.S. Uh, Department of Homeland Security uh, is, has established an office called the Disinformation Governance Board. Now, Politico reported that the new board will focus specifically on misinformation and disinformation about irregular migration and Russia. Yeah, right. And the first head of this office of uh, governance uh, over disinformation uh, is a young lady, Jenkowitz, I believe is the last name, uh, as we see here. And she herself uh, has done quite a quite a bit of information, misinformation and disinformation herself, uh, for instance, concerning the Biden laptop. Uh, and so it's just the blind leading the blind here. But nevertheless, this is what we see, a tool coming together, something already established that will foment and become greater and more powerful in the future under the world uh, leader, the Antichrist, to control the minds and the intentions and the actions and the behavior of people. So let me summarize this all. In both Old and New Testaments of the Bible and its prophecy truth, God reveals to us that during the seven years after he comes for the church and takes the church away to be with him, that the devil will act quickly finishing the formation of the one world system of government and economy and religion to defy God and take over. Now this isn't going to happen overnight. The foundational building blocks will already be in place for it to go full bore after Christ returns for his church. And we are seeing those building blocks being put together rapidly by world-level governments and corporations now. And they're making it more known than what they're doing. The things we see happening here and now are things only prophecy writers and teachers could imagine even just 10 years ago. So what does a believer do? Well, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 tells us this from Paul's writing. He says, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. 
Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Believer, our time and days are short, so let us fulfill the only plan that Jesus gave us to overcome it all, and that is to make disciples of Jesus. Just like he tells us in Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20, to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, of all peoples in the world, and to see people become a part of God's forever family. So put your hope in Christ and share the gospel with everyone you can. And Satan is promised to be defeated. God's already ha- already has the victory and we will be saved from the wrath to come. And my friend, if you don't know if you're saved from that time and from sin and its judgment, Jesus, the Son of God, came and died for your sin and rose again for you to be forgiven and free of the judgment of sin and to have eternal life with God forever. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So would you turn your life over to Jesus today by telling him so, saying, Jesus, you are God. I am a sinner before you. You came and died on the cross for my sin and you rose from the dead. I believe in you. Save me. I'm yours. Amen. And thank you, God. Amen. Would you tell him that? And if you have, then welcome to the family of God. And would you send an email to me telling me about your decision? Because I'd like to help you find a good, solid, biblical local church that can help you move forward and take the next steps in your new life in Christ. Well, I hope this has helped you to understand more of what is going on in our world and what is going to be happening more in in preparing for that time in the end, that great tribulation period. But Christ is going to come back for us first before all that is unloaded and onto all the world. It's all part of God's plan. The devil thinks he's, he's going to be victorious. The devil can read the Bible just like we can, but he still thinks there might be a chance. And so he's going to take everybody down with him that he can, even if he doesn't win. And he won't. Jesus is victorious. His defeat is sure. His word is true. Well, don't forget, my friend, to like, subscribe, follow, and share this podcast. And feel free to comment and reply as well. I try to follow up with as many of them as I can. And until next time, follow Jesus. Because if you do, you'll always follow the truth.